Episode 33, the last Radio War Stories episode for 2020, and we're talking Christmas. Welcome to Radio War Stories. In every episode, hosts Dave Jagger and Don Nelson reach into their arsenal of decades of radio experience to entertain you with their most amusing, enthralling, and interesting stories. Suit up and get ready for today's episode. Hey everybody, I'm Dave Jagger. And I'm Don Nelson. Why are we here, Don? It's the Well, it... because my sleigh ran out of gas See? right here, and I figured we should probably kick back and do perhaps our last podcast of the year, yeah. you think? Yeah. yeah, and you were on your way to Trader Joe's for the senior hours, but you couldn't <laughs> get there because your right. sleigh broke down. Right, the sleigh broke down, so I'm going to have to do without those little ginger people that they sell that are outstanding. Are they good? Oh my goodness. They the are ginger just, people? <laughs> they, that's, yeah, it's, it's a very politically correct store. These are ginger people. Ah, that, uh, not gingerbread man. Yeah, or, uh-huh. or whatever. Right. <laughs> well, that's, I'm going to have to run by and try to grab some of those if they're that good. Any Christmas parties, uh, even oh, uh, on I've, Zoom? I'm so booked. Right. I, I can't imagine how I'm going to make it to all of the parties that I'm booked for. So well, I'm well, going we're to all none. on Zoom, right? Oh, all on Zoom. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're all going to get liquored up while we're on Zoom. <laughs> Absolutely right. Now, we just, a, a week or so ago, as we record this, um, a giant in the country music industry passed away and Don was fortunate enough and we mentioned this too not just a couple of weeks ago when we were yeah, talking about yeah. the CMA right. uh, how you worked with this guy Charlie was uh, was an incredible guy uh, married his childhood sweetheart uh, they worked together over 60 years live here in Dallas Man. Uh, he's just one of these guys that I've never heard anybody say anything bad about. And in the, in the music business, that's few and far between. Well, we talked about what a nice guy Charlie Daniel was. Right, Charlie yeah. Daniels, with the exception of his, his. chewing, <laughs> the tobacco chewing. Right. But yeah. Charlie Pride didn't do that. No, no, no. Charlie was, was kind enough. Uh, on one occasion, we had the CMA board meeting here at the Anatole in Dallas to invite the whole board up to his house for a swimming party. And we just had a fabulous afternoon up there. Oh, no, man. Going swimming at Charlie Pride's house. He laid out a spread, you know. I bet he did. We we weren't swimming as much as we were eating and and polishing off a few beers and that kind of thing. But just one of those guys that you feel good being around. And damn, we're going to miss him. And he's just one of... Now over three hundred thousand, oh, and man, by the time this airs, God knows. Yeah, what it's how many? Be. Yeah, um, that's that's absolutely true. We haven't mentioned the pandemic and COVID very much, obviously, because we're trying to keep away from current events. Since right. We don't know how long this is going to be up on the internet. Could right. be years, could be right. days. But right. regardless, uh, that continues. And and I am I was stunned and shocked. And hurt so deeply when I read that he died of COVID-19 complications. Yeah. It's, yeah. I just can't imagine. Yeah, it's it's beyond the pale. And, and you know, uh, all of us are doing everything we can to stay safe. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just amazing. I have not uh, set foot in a shopping mall since March. Yeah, yeah. me either. Yeah, yeah me either. And, and uh, you know, I don't miss it. And I probably am going to be doing curbside grocery pickup as long as they let me get away with it for free. <laughs> That's right. nice, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I've gotten used to driving up and toot, toot. Load and it in the back, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, son. Yeah, that happens. But we had some great 
greet Christmas parties, uh, you know, when we were in the station yeah. business, uh, uh, we used to try to put on, uh, you know, really put on the dog for the staff. Oh, uh, sure. For party. What did you guys do? Well, we always had a Christmas party, but it kind of deteriorated down to nothing more than a dinner, a few speeches from the general manager and the owner who always showed up since we were back in those days still locally owned virtually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Liggett used to come to all of our parties and stuff until uh, the corporations took over. So uh, we always had a moderately good time at those. One time we did have a, uh, uh, we put on a casino night for one of our parties, which was a lot of fun. Blackjack tables, craps, and that was a lot of fun. Jerry organized that, the general manager being a... Conservative broadcast. There you go. There, how we are. That That's what I wanted right? to yeah, say. Yeah, it is Christmas, right? <laughs> Better words than I could come up with. And uh, so he didn't particularly care for it, but everybody had a great time. We had a, That was one of the best parties we had. Uh, Jerry and I used to do something for our listeners, though, every year. And we've mentioned Ron Van Temeren, who worked with... Uh, the big theater company up there, movie theater, uh, Lokes Theaters. Closest you'll ever get to a movie star, right? That's right. That's absolutely <laughs> right. Uh, he brought in a few, though, into our studio nice. through the years, nice. which was kind of fun. But, um, matter of fact, the guy that played Darth Vader, David Prowse, was in the studio with us for an entire hour. Did he, did he wear the garb? Or no. Just, uh, uh, he was already in, uh, had some health problems at that time, uh, but... Okay. Uh, uh, but he was a super nice guy. So what and, did you do uh, at these listener parties? Listener appreciation parties is what we called it. Mm-hmm. And so initially we would just do it in the lobby of the big Studio 28 theater that was there in Grand Rapids. There were other theaters, but this was the biggest one. Uh-huh. And had a hu- it looked like an airport. It was huge. And uh, so we would do the last uh, show from there and hand out a lot of swag and have people come in and... and uh, do that, and then we started to get a little fancier and get artists to come in. And so then Ron would open up Theater One, which I don't know would seat 500 people or something, and we would invite our listeners for free and have AC artists that we could convince to come and do this thing for free and you know perform. And we broadcast that whole thing from the theater. Had a good time with that, handing out swag, having you know hot cho- chocolate and nice. cocoa because yeah. it was uh, December. Because uh, we always took the last two weeks of the year off every year. Well, and we're going to do that here. Right? Yeah, yeah, we're doing it here. Absolutely. So the condition, uh, the uh, that continues. <laughs> then we got fancy, and we went and said, let's get a venue, and we're going to invite. Uh, we had so many record people connections. I didn't, but the radio station did, and obviously the music director. So let's invite somebody that's a, an AC artist. See if we can get them to come. Uh, if they demand a little bit of money, then we would have to hog tie the general manager to pay that. But most of them just wanted to do it because it was fun. Uh-huh. Uh, Richard Marks came. Gloria Gaynor. I sh- will survive. We will survive. Uh, a, a boys to men. A, a lot of artists that were that we played on the air. I didn't know those folks ever got that far north. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to most of the time, but they did. And if they if they had a new album or something coming out, then we yeah. would promote that form as well. Uh, so the best though was a comedian by the name of Sean Morey, M O R E Y. Sean Morey is 
spent a lot of time with Bob and Tom down in Indianapolis. They mm-hmm. loved having him on. He played a banjo or guitar, and he made up his own songs, and he would, they were just funny as the Dickens. They were really, really great songs. Dear Santa, this is Billy from Dallas. I would like a big wheel with the air conditioning package, power steering, CD player, and also a Sony PlayStation. Dear Santa, this is Raul from Venezuela. I want a stick (laughs) to burn for heat. Dear Santa, this is Jessica from Aspen. I like a Barbie dream house with the electric sports car, lots of outfits and matching outfits for me too, please. Dear Santa, this is Lupe from Paraguay. I want some rain (laughs) so I can stop drinking my own urine. (laughs) Dear Santa, this is Joe from North Chicago. I want a new bike and a G.I. Joe with Kung Fu grip and grenade launcher. Dear Santa, this is Aziz from Yemen. I want a grenade launcher. (laughs) Dear Santa, this is Jimmy from Greenwich. I want an electric train set with the whole village and the mountains and the tunnels and a robot to clean my room. Dear Santa, this is Chang from Laos. I want an electric scooter, a surfboard, rollerblades, and a CD-ROM player. Just kidding. (laughs) I want a stick. (laughs) Dear Santa, this is from Calcutta. I want a fly swatter. (laughs) One that doesn't hurt when you hit yourself in the face. And some off. Dear Santa, we are the children of the world. We want Sean Moore to be struck dead, please. (laughs) See what you can do, even if it means I don't get that stick. So we had him at the listener appreciation party one night. Those, we would hand out tickets, but only a certain, a limited number of tickets, because obviously the venue was smaller. We had the entertainment, dancing, the food was free, it was a cash bar, uh, and we, once again, it was always the last day we were on the air. We weren't on the air during that event, but we had a great time. Sean Maury came, that's one of them that our general manager paid $5,000 to, I think, Whoa, to appear. Yeah, big time. Really nice guy, super funny, but he walks up to me before uh, he starts his... Uh, the show and he says Dave he says do you want me to do like a PG-13 show or do you want me to just go all out or keep it more PG I mean what do you I said no man it's Christmas everybody's here having a good time I Uh-oh. said go for it <laughs> here we go and he looked at me and he goes okay <laughs> well you can imagine and so then I'm standing in the back of the room while he's doing his stuff and I look around the audience, and I had failed to remember that there were several children in the audience. Uh-huh. And church people. And, well, uh, <laughs> maybe. If it, probably. <laughs> probably. Right. But you know what? If you're going to come, you pay your price. It's free. Right. You're going to take your chances. And so one of the kids was uh, our news guy, Bruce Parrott's son, who was, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years old at the time, maybe. And... Uh, 
So I walked up to Bruce and I said, Bruce, I am so sorry. And he goes, nah. He goes, my son's heard all his stuff at school. He said, don't don't worry about that at all. And there were a few others sprinkled around that I apologized to. But once again, the parents were very cool about it. And the listeners were great. And he put on a fantastic show and we had a great time. So we did that every single year for, I don't know, maybe, maybe the whole 20 years we were on the air there. Uh, at Double D Light and uh, just had a really fun time. And uh, our listeners are always terrific. They always came and, uh, you know, they say, hey, I just got this little gift for you or whatever, and it might be fruitcake or something. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. <laughs> you know, with a big smile. Right, yeah, exactly. So we always had a great time doing that. And uh, we had a, an ice sculptor that donated this huge ice sculptor that we would run you know, the champagne over or whatever, and it had the station logo in there, and he'd do that for free as long as we gave him a few bumps on the air for it. Clearly, you were in Grand Rapids and not San Diego, or it would have been a sand sculptor. Correct. Right. It would have been a sand, sand sculptor. That, But, it, I mean, he did that every year. He would do whatever our logo was, or sometimes he'd put Dave and Jerry on top of it or listener appreciation party or whatever. Nice. So it was really a fun time. We loved this time of the year. That one time we were at the Lokes Theaters, we must have overnight, we probably had, I don't know, a foot or more of snow. And that was one of them that we did in the big movie theater. Nobody showed up except, but we were on the air, so it was okay. Uh, nobody could get to the theater because there was just so much snow and the plows hadn't been out and, and that kind of thing. But we didn't care. We still had a great time, and the people that did show up were, were very nice, and we broadcast the whole thing. I know we've all had some you know, holiday party stories that we would prefer to forget. Uh, my first Christmas party at WQUA in Moline at age 18, where I was just enjoying whatever got served. It was time to sit down at the table, and, and uh, Mr. Flambeau always put on a phenomenal spread. Oh, I'm you know? sure. Plus, we had place cards, and I found Ooh. I found my place card, and I looked over to the right, and I looked at this place card, and I read the name, and I said, Grace Lund. Who in the hell is Grace Lund? She proceeded to tell me she was standing behind me and she was a stockholder. She owned <laughs> 10% of the broadcast company. <laughs> <laughs> Similar story. We had a part-timer, uh, that, and he was part-time something. He was an intern or something. But he came to the Christmas party that year, and, and uh, everybody showed up that particular year. Every now and again, some people don't show up, right, for whatever reason. But he came, and uh, so... After the evening was over, he walks up to me and I said, well, Bob or whatever his name was, or Sammy, uh, you know, what, uh, how'd you like your first W like Christmas party? He goes, oh, it was great, man. We had a great conversation at the table. Um, I'm sitting there with Phil and Fred Barr, who was our sales manager, and some guy named Lidget. <laughs> Bob Liggett was the owner of the radio station. Mr. Liggett, right? That's right. He was the owner of the radio station. So uh, we always had fun with that kind of stuff, though. And uh, we would have continued that had it not been kicked to the curb. Right. Uh, the acts, though, that we had, I was really surprised some of those that came to the, to the later ones at that other venue uh, that were just so genuinely nice. Richard Marks did it because, for one thing, he lived in Chicago, mm-hmm. and so he had 
on his own. He had winter coats. Yes, <laughs> and he chartered a plane on his own just to fly over to do our little show for our, our listeners. Nice. Yeah. And super nice. We had a nice piano there from him, from, you know, whichever piano company in town. <laughs> it was there for him. And, and uh, so we always tried to do it up nice for the listeners because they listen to us every single morning. And we wanted to give something back. You know, one of the unsung heroes of these holiday parties, though, would be the wives, who many of them, the only time they got to meet anyone, uh, yeah, was at the annual party. And in a market like Indianapolis and at a station like Wire, where we had no change in the daytime air staff for 12 and a half years, uh, you know, very little change anywhere else, uh, people expected the wives to remember from one year to the next oh who you were. And, man, this was this was a difficult time. And the corporate people would come down, uh, the owner, uh, and when he came in, he always had me right at his side. He would say, who's that? <laughs> I would say, Bill Robinson, program director. Bill, good to see you, you know. We'd walk another 10 feet. Who's that? Steve Yant, news director. Steve, Steve. great. <laughs> great news. I was listening coming in. You sound great. Yeah. <laughs> but one of one of the really difficult uh, things, as I said, was for the wives who didn't see each other. They only mm-hmm. came once a year. And my then spouse was doing her best, and she used to practice. She got the employee list and all of that so she could yeah, you know, try to her. remember it and do that routine. Yeah. And she goes up to this uh, lady who was obviously showing and smiled and said, so good to see you. When is the baby due? And, of course, the answer was, I'm, I'm not, not pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> uh, that's what happens when you get together once a year, you know? My first wife worked for, and this was here in Texas in Victoria, mm-hmm. and she worked for the country radio station. Uh, Smart lady. K-N-A-L. <laughs> yeah. And um, she... I, she brought me to her Christmas party one year, and I uh, went to several, but the news director was a guy by the name of Bob Nance. Bob Nance. Big, deep, gravelly voice. He was 15, 15, right? Not 20, 20. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, but he, I mean, he had a big voice, and his wife was, uh, Bob was a little guy, kind of reminded me of the way uh, Charlie Van Dyke, I mean, about the same stature, kind of mm-hmm. short, and big, tremendous voice. Uh, so Bob and his wife, we were at the same table with them at the K&L uh, Christmas party. And, of course, it was an open bar. So she had a tendency to really bend the elbow, I guess. <laughs> so um, after we had just about gotten to dessert, she said something. I didn't hear it because I was talking to somebody else. And all I remember was she had said something out loud that was extremely rude or talked about somebody else or something and man he stood up and just grabbed her and she grabbed her coat and they just and he dragged her to the door out the door <laughs> and i was like what the hell was that all about <laughs> and everybody said, we'll, we'll tell you later i don't remember what the deal was but she had said something and i remember he just she just looked down after he pulled her out of the way they went huh? yep and away they went well, it's been an incredibly interesting year dave and and, and you know going back a little before that if someone had told me 10 years ago that uh, I would be sitting with uh, a, a, a former morning guy from Grand Rapids that I met at a fruit stand uh, and that we sat around 
trying to outdo each other with radio war stories <laughs> and would someday be sitting here in front of a microphone at, at my ripe old age. You're still a child. but uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Uh, you know, I, I just would have said, yeah, you got to be kidding me. But you know what? It's, it's fun. This first uh, few episodes that we've done, we're on, this is number 33. Right. And uh, we've had a great time. I'm just going to continue. The only problem is I'm having surgery. Uh, and so it may be, uh, may not be until second or week of January or so before we can get another one recorded. We'll have to wait and see because I'm having some surgery on my shoulder and uh, I'm going to be recouping here at home. Not, All right. Well, right, I, three days before Christmas, I'm going to be having surgery on my shoulder. So. Well, that's, that's great timing, you know. If yeah. You, yeah. If, yeah, you if you're going to do, do it, it but, do it at the end of the year. But it has, yeah, I've, I've had people over the years who've said to me, Don, you should write a book. And I've always used the same line. I talk better than I write. Uh, and so this has been a real throw for me, Dave. And you're the guy that's putting it together, holding it together, because you do all the work. <sighs> I, I just come over and shoot the breeze for a half hour, go home, and you got to sit there and splice and dice and, ah, and all that stuff. All electronic, but, and it's easy. But my thanks to you for putting the shows together and for... Welcome. For uh, making this so darn much fun. I don't have half the stories that you do, and there are more to come. For well, I'm twice years. as old as you are, too. <laughs> right? No, you're not quite but, that yeah. old. It would make you 120. That's how I feel on many days. <laughs> yeah. Well, You have a great holiday. A Merry Christmas to you and your family as well, and uh, we look forward to continuing in 2020. Absolutely. Stay safe, Dave. Stay safe, everyone. When my late wife, Jerry Jarvis, and I were on the air in West Michigan, as you've heard from our podcasts, one of the listener favorites at the end of the year for jingles, amazingly enough, was one that Jerry and I had purchased from TM Century here in Dallas, a personalized Christmas jingle called Christmas Radio. And I'd like to play that for you as we leave 2020 behind. The lights are bright on every avenue. West Michigan is celebrating too It's Christmas on the radio From everyone at the Dave and Jerry Show We wish the best of the holidays to you Christmas on the radio 